listening to Together with Dr. Jay and Ruby, a podcast about relationships and other stuff. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Together, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jay, and with me is my co-host, Ruby. And uh, we are glad that you are back with us. Thank you so much for continuing to listen. Uh, I do want to remind you and ask for your help uh, so that we may continue with this podcast. Uh, go ahead and send it to your friends. Uh, you know, help us advertise. Put it on your social media. Put it on your websites where whatever it is that you have. Um, put our podcast out there. Uh, you can listen to us on all the popular podcast um, players. We do have a website where you can go and subscribe and listen to the podcast and all the different streams and links. That is togetherjoined.com, togetherjoined.com. Go there. That is our podcast website, and you can get all the streaming services from there or, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, all, all of them, you can listen and subscribe from there. And also, uh, don't forget to rate our podcast as your whatever, um, whatever you're using to listen to our podcast. Make sure that you rate it. We like to see and learn how we are doing and what we can do to improve it. So, again, thank you. But let's get to our topic for today. Today, we're going to talk about becoming one flesh. I'm reminded of the scripture where it says, a man will leave his father and mother, and the two will become one, one flesh. And, of course, I don't know what that means, getting married, but it, it's like we're becoming that because you don't instantly get married and then you become one flesh. I think it's a process spiritually and physically and mentally and and all that <clears throat> it is uh it's I, I don't think uh, i don't think it's a destination it's more more of a journey mm -hmm. and uh, a journey that you would um, go together you know becoming one flesh is becoming teammates you know and not competitors or not rivals or enemies but becoming team members or teammates you know when, when you become one flesh you, you you are one in spirit in flesh in in mind in vision in duty you know in everything that you want to do and, and i think that's probably uh, a big problem with with many marriages is they still are two different people and it's hard to move forward when you're going in two different directions. You know, a team, a company, a business needs to all be pulling in one direction. And it's the same in a marriage. And the first glimpse I got of it was when we were planning our wedding. And we had a lot of outside voices, of course, as usual. You know, if they contribute, they want to have an input into the way the wedding ceremony should go. And from the very beginning, we stated, well, this is what we're going to do. And, and, and it was done. I think pretty much everyone did respect that as far as like how many people were in the wedding, what color, all the details. 
Mm-hmm. I think that was my first glimpse of it. And uh, parents and siblings are the ones who strongly have their suggestions, advice, opinions. And we weren't mean about it where we said, well, thank you, but, you know, this is what we're going to do. Right. They, were, they were pretty much on board with that. But that was the first taste I got of, you know, what it means to be to be one. And that you want to listen to everyone's advice, input, opinions, but then ultimately you have to ask your future spouse, what do you think, what do you want to do, how much does it cost, etc. And uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. that was my first glimpse of it. Yeah, I think a lot of weddings nowadays are more like a show. <laughs> right. You know, somebody wants to show show off somehow. Yes. You know, this is what we have. This is what we did. This is our our son. This is our daughter. And, you know, so they, they put a lot of emphasis on the ceremony mm-hmm. and not the marriage. Right. And again, you know, you're, you're becoming one. So it, it has to begin in your engagement period. Unfortunately, you know, today it's not, I would say it's not something that a lot of people take seriously. You know, many people think of marriage as just a piece of paper. Right. And that's why, I think that's why marriages suffer oftentimes is because people don't really think of marriage as something sacred. Yeah, they even in the Christian community, I've noticed they don't. They want to wait for the right day to have everything, to have all the money to pay for their big wedding. And and I look at it from a different perspective, like, why are you going to be, you know, living together or whatever? And in the eyes of God, I don't know if he'd be pleased with that, mm-hmm. even if you're living wrong or, you know, ultimately we want to please God and not people. <clears throat> but society has influenced even even Christians or disciples. Right. Yeah, it, it's, you know, a lot of people just like uh, living together or playing house. It's convenient. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, babies out of wedlock. And then they want, you know, the big grandiose uh, wedding. And, and again, you know, it's society. It's the way things are going right now. And I think you can... <laughs> You can kind of sense our point of view on that. You know, I always tell my kids, you know, that I can't wait to be a grandpa, but I want to be a father-in-law first. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think that's the proper order. You know, you date, you get engaged, or you you get engaged, and then you get married, and then you play house. Now, that's considered old school today by a lot of young people, sadly. Yeah, it's... But it's not. It's it's just proper. You know, I think, you know, men need to respect women in that sense. And women need to respect themselves as well from that perspective. You know, if you give everything up, you know, when you meet each other, then uh, what's the point? What's the point of waiting for anything in the future? So, but you know, that that's the whole process of becoming one flesh is that you are, you are becoming teammates. You're getting to know one another. You're getting to know what you each like. And I think that God made you both to be one. Number one, you know, the Bible says that he took the woman out of the man. And then at some point, you know, they, he brings us back together. And... And that's why the two become one flesh. 
But he made us so that we can rule together. It's not rule against each other and see who has the last word and who's going to get the last word, but that we are a team, that you can rule together. You rule your home together. You make decisions together. It's not, you know, the Bible says that we need to be submitted one to another. Yes, it's not my way or the highway. And the thing with females or women is we tend to, again, listen too much to outside voices and influences and movies, media, social, whatever it is. The feminist movement, the Me Too, wanting to make more than the man or overpower the man or be the boss. But really, I mean... I don't think there's any man out there that likes to be ruled over or, or a woman for that matter. But I think when you work as a team, because you're on the same team, but respect has a lot to do with it, too. When you respect and really consider each other, it works. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to please your spouse because they respected you enough to come ask you, what do you think or what should we do? Instead of overpowering and overruling and wanting to be the boss and having it your way all the time. Yeah. And, and you know, the the one flesh thing, it, it's it may sound, you know, oversimplified, but even going to your bank account, mm -hmm. you know, if you have two two separate accounts, you know, a his and a hers, and that's how you operate, then you're really not, I guess, as committed as you think. You know, the, I, I don't, and I don't mean like a savings or, you know, a vacation thing or, you know, anything like that. I, I'm talking about two operating checking accounts, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Well, we know people that have that and they've had arguments over it and, I mean, but they're still together. So I don't know how, if it's a source of many arguments in their home, I'm sure it is. But I don't know, for us, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, if we're together, if we're becoming one flesh, then what I make goes in there, what she makes goes in there, and we we pull from the same sources mm -hmm. or from the same source. And I think that when you start having... A separate operating account you know it, it just it can create it, it can lead to other problems but more than anything else it speaks of the separation it, it speaks of two avenues uh, it, it speaks of two lives of two worlds instead of of one flesh well two different directions mm -hmm. i think money has is so powerful in people's lives that god even speaks about it in scripture you know, mm -hmm. that it shouldn't become our God. We shouldn't worship money. And yet that's that ranks in the top three for marital problems, divorces. And again, we have to look back into what, what does the scripture say about it? And if we don't get that part right, I don't know about the rest of it. Yeah, It it's, tends to fall apart. Yeah. You know, I think I was reading some some stats, you know, some months ago, years ago, probably how finances is the number one cause of divorce. You know, many people would think that it would be infidelity or, you know, something like that. But it, it appears that people cannot get over infidelity. They can work through that. Uh, but when it comes to money, it, that's a really, really big problem. And if, if you already have two accounts one for you and one for your spouse, then 
it already speaks of, you know, your, I guess, insecurity or lack of commitment. Well, you have to examine yourself. Why, why does it upset you so much? Why, mm-hmm. I don't know, just begin to examine <clears throat> yourself and wonder, ask yourself why, why does this, why is it so important to me? Mm-hmm. Why is money above everything or the lack of money? Why is it taking first place before anything else? Because, I mean, you could be poor and still have peace mm-hmm. and be happy or have joy. And you could be rich and the same thing, but at the same time, the flip side is, you know, I think if you focus so much on it, I know people who just think about it all the time. I was there once too, but it came from a learned experience, I think, from parents or whoever. There was constantly worried about money and it kind of rubbed off on me brought that into the marriage and and then i mean you really need to examine yourself give it to god and just not worry the bible does say don't worry but we do we're human and we do and then over the years as i saw god providing for us taking care of us and even now having the house and we're okay we're doing we're doing great the worry is subsiding but again i want god and his peace to be first not the worry of money or the lack of money or paying bills but you give yourself too much into that you know it's kind of runs your life and rules it and you don't you just you're not happy mm-hmm. and remember last week we talked about having the three components that continue to make the marriage uh, go forward, and that's a husband, a wife, and and God. And when we begin to put more trust in our riches, we begin to take our focus off of God. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, you know, it's it's a way of getting God out of the marriage. And, And I think that's what happens with a lot of people is that they put their trust in possessions instead of putting their trust in God. And if you're doing that, you know, you can never really become one flesh uh, it, because you, you still have two, two avenues, two worlds, two bank accounts. It's like living in two homes. Yeah, it's two opposing <clears throat> views. You're going in different directions and it, you're supposed to enjoy each other. You're supposed to enjoy your children, your life, you know, what God gives you each day. And it kind of zaps it from you, you know, because you're so worried about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that's why Jesus died for us. I don't believe that's that's our purpose in life, to worry, worry, worry. And probably the number one thing we worry about after our children and the bills is, is money or the lack of it. Yeah, and it's... And I think that's that's where we begin to compete with one another. Um, you know, we we are brought together to complete each other, not to compete. Yeah, that's good. with each other. True. And you know, and, and the the difference between complete and compete is really just that one letter, mm-hmm. the L. You know, and. I guess for us, you know, you can say L could be love. Mm-hmm. When you compete with one another, it's there's really no love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's ego. Yeah, uh, for sure, and pride. And pride that's you know that's taking over. 
but you know in, in love the bible tells us that it covers a multitude of sins so you know when there's love it, you can continue and you can build each other up and you can become the one flesh that you're supposed to become mm-hmm. and and i think that's what really what marriage is about about becoming that one flesh you know in genesis you know i, I tell the story how moses was telling us the story of creation and i've had people say well pastor you know who's the who was adam's mom and who was adam's dad you know Mm -hmm. because moses said or the bible says in genesis for this reason a man will leave father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one and i said well it's not that adam had a mom or a dad Mm -hmm. in the physical sense but it was because when moses was writing this you know thousands of years later as he was re- writing and retelling the story, there were mothers and there were fathers. And he wanted to make a point of the union and the sanctity of that union and the exclusivity of that union. And that's why he said, for this reason, you know, when you get together with your with your spouse, you leave everything behind. You leave your mom, you leave your dad, you leave everything behind. And... That's the first step in becoming one, uh, is that you have to leave mom and dad, family. In other words, leave your past behind. Which is hard to do sometimes. And I know for me, I needed your help. And that's what we're supposed to do for each other, I think, is help each other, build each other up, bring the best out of each other. Because it's, it's just so different when you leave home, leave parents, and you're starting a life with your husband, it's a big transition. You're, you are going to need his help or her help to transition and be patient, you know? Because again, you're, yes, you're happy to be married and you're starting your life. It's what you've wanted. But at the same time, the daily process of it is, it's, it's a big change. And you need a lot of patience with one another, for one another, just help each other out. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we've often said that it's two worlds, two completely different worlds that are coming together under one roof. Mm-hmm. And you have different points of views. You were brought up differently. Mm-hmm. Especially if you get married as an adult, like 20s, right. 30s, you're very set in your ways. Mm-hmm. Your bank accounts, your, the way you do things, you know. Yes. And, and that's... That is that can become a major source of uh, friction, friction, disagreement, mm-hmm. competition, mm-hmm. and if if you allow that to take place, then you're losing out on completing each other. You're losing out on the benefits of why God brought you guys together, mm-hmm. and and I think that when we become uh, one. That's when we're really strong. You know, as long as we're competing with each other, we're losing battles. You know, you just take a look at any any professional team or or any team in general. You know, if they're fighting amongst each other, they will always lose. Mm-hmm. They will always be losing. They can never become the champions that they need to be, right? Or that they intended themselves to be. Mm-hmm. And that's that's marriage if you're fighting with one another you're never going to become the champion that you're supposed to be 
And when there's agreement, <clears throat> there's power in that. You know, one mm-hmm. can put a thousand to flight to ten thousand, mm-hmm. and there's power in your prayer. There's harmony. There's peace when there's agreement. Mm-hmm. When you're pulling in the same direction, um, that's first off. Right. You know, if I think if couples work on that first and foremost and really give it their all, everything else just kind of falls into place, I think. Right. And that's that's the whole purpose of of becoming one, of becoming one flesh. You know, in the New Testament, we are told again that that's the reason for marriage to leave mother and father. So leave your past and be united to that one person. And that has become a source of uh, many problems for many people Mm -hmm. is that they can't seem to leave their families behind. Right. Yes. And your spouse isn't going to like it. They're not going to appreciate you putting mom first. (laughs) Right. Or dad first. Or, you know, again, finding the first time okay, second time, you know exercising patience and respect but if it still continues you need to have a good talk sit down and discuss mm-hmm. you know because ultimately i think a spouse wants to be first place as they should yeah you know because you're again you're one flesh it's not us mm-hmm. it's not me against you you against me it's us oh it's your, you're starting your household it's your household mm-hmm. which should be first you know Sit down and, okay, how do we want to run this ship, you yeah. know? And and the kids follow. Yeah. And, and that's where that L, the L that mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, the, the love. It covers a multitude of sins. But in First Corinthians 13, the Bible tells us that love is patient. Yes. You know, and that, that's something that we, you know, married couples need to really exercise with each other. You, you didn't get to the position you're at overnight. It took mm-hmm. it took time. It took time for you to learn mm-hmm. to become the person that you are. And now you want your spouse or your children or your neighbors, yeah. you know, to to see everything your way. It takes time. Mm-hmm. And when you exercise love, you'll have patience. Mm-hmm. You know, love is patient. It's kind. It's kind. Got to be nice to each other. You have to. <laughs> and self-control, I think, it has a lot to do with it. Yeah. You know, our tongue is, ooh, it can go 100 miles an hour. And I think self-control <clears throat> would be good. <laughs> if you have self-control, it's, I think you win nine out of the 10 battles. Yeah. Quick to hear, slow to speak. Yes. Quick. Quick to listen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think self-control is... is is probably the strongest. You know, in my opinion, I've always considered it the the most valuable fruit to have uh, because self-control keeps you from doing things that you shouldn't, from engaging in fights that you don't mm-hmm. you have no business in, yeah. uh, from doing things that you should not, you know, be doing it. Uh, and, and that self-control, you know, it, it's just uh, taking the Taking the high road. I've seen you exercise a lot of it over the years. Mm-hmm. So patient and kind and thought, wow, I want to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. you know, you've had your moments as I have through mm-hmm. trials and problems. But 
that's one of the things that I really appreciate about you is your patience with me, your self-control, and your kindness. I think you had a lot of that I, I at the beginning. <laughs> you still do. Well, you know. Amazingly so. The, you still do. I think that's one of the things that I really try to work at is being self-controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and obviously, you know, we, we're going to fail at yeah. it, but, you know, be patient with yourself. We have our moments, of course. Yes. But be patient with yourself, be patient with each other, and mm-hmm. you're going to continue to move forward mm-hmm. and, you know, and understand why you're doing everything that you're doing. Yeah. You know, there, there's got to be a purpose. Yes. One of the things that I do a lot here at home is I vision cast. You know, I may not, you know, announce it as, okay, everyone, I'm, I'm about to vision cast. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but I do speak life into mm-hmm. our future, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what we want to accomplish, mm-hmm. what we want to do, where we're going, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much mm-hmm. yearly and sometimes weekly and mm-hmm. sometimes monthly. And, you know, just reminding ourselves of, of why we're doing everything that we're doing, what we were trying to accomplish. And I think that when you do that, it gives you that sense of purpose. And when you have that sense of purpose, then it it helps you to be more self-controlled. Yeah, when you have goals. Mm-hmm. And even when it doesn't make sense or it's not looking too good, you got to continue speaking that life into things, being positive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's when you need to... When one's feeling down, you know, you got to jump in and encourage them. And then when the other one's not feeling so great, you step in and help each other. Mm -hmm. And, of course, all while, you know, the kids are watching. (laughs) Hopefully they learned a thing or two to take into their their marriage one day. Yeah. And, you know, that's, again, it's a process of, becoming one flesh mm-hmm. it's not so it's not some destination that you know you can schedule on your calendar and say you know in five years we're going to become one you know in 10 years or by our 25th anniversary we'll be one flesh it i wish it was like that well there was a manual <laughs> yeah i wish it was like okay you know our first anniversary we'll mm-hmm. celebrate that we are one flesh it, it just it, it's not a destination mm-hmm. it, it's more of a journey I often admire the people who made it to 50, 50 years together. Mm-hmm. I'm like in awe because <laughs> it's rare, you know, 50, yeah. 50th anniversary. Nowadays, yeah. Nowadays it's rare. People want, uh, I, and I think the reason it's rare nowadays is because a lot of people are focused on themselves a lot mm-hmm. more right, than on the the marriage yeah, they don't want to be like mom or dad or how it was in the olden days. They tend to look down on that and call us old school, old fashioned, and instead of valuing it and cherishing it. And hey, maybe there's something to that. But like you said, it's all about me, mm-hmm. putting me first. Yeah, and I think that's where the problem, a major problem is, is that. In marriage, there's no room really for, for ego or pride. Mm-hmm. It's it has to be about the us. 
Right. The we, the together. Serving one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that, that's really how you become one flesh. And, and as long as you have your own agenda, yeah. it, you can't. I don't think these people are happy, too. I mean, the ones that put themselves first. I Maybe they say they are. I don't know. It's possible. Or maybe but, for that moment. Yeah. <laughs> but true joy and yeah. peace, I don't know. Yeah. If you have your own agenda, like... If you think, okay, marriage, you're a female and you're saying marriage is about my husband treating me good. I am the queen. <laughs> Remember once someone said, <laughs> yeah. they want, she wants to be a queen, but there ain't no king in this house. I'll never forget that. Yeah. She, she wants to be it's the queen, treated like a queen, but there's no king. <laughs> Which made a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I, I think that's... Uh, and that's when you have your own agenda, you know, that you think that marriage is all about you, about your needs, about uh, what you're going through, you know. And and unfortunately, I think that's what society has done also yeah. is for anniversaries, for example, mm -hmm. you know, commercials on TV for anniversaries. Who is the one buying stuff? Right. It's always him. It's always the husband. Yeah. Usually you don't see a female buying the husband yeah you know valentine's day mm -hmm. you know it's it's him you know so it seems that society has painted this picture that relationships are about catering to her and and although that is true i think it's only partly true it's it only be, half the truth it should be for both right not exactly. just one i think the whole truth is that you you need to be catering to each other mm-hmm you know, and that's the way you become one flesh. There's a scripture that says that your body is not yours. Mm -hmm. So to the female, it's told your body's not yours. It belongs to your husband. And to the husband, it's told your body's not yours. It belongs to your wife. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah. I think. I think people take issue with that, though. Well, of course, you know, in today's World. climate. Mm hmm. You know, they're going to take issue with it because we're speaking uh, against what what society what is being taught. Is accepted. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, because automatically they think, oh, I'm not going to be a doormat. I'm not going to be abused. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be anyone's puppet. I, I don't have a gun to, to my <laughs> wife's hat right now <laughs> or ever. But, you know, have I, like treated you as a doormat you know having no knowing that you have those those beliefs or those thoughts no maybe in the beginning <clears throat> you know but as i got to know you better i really saw that you were following god and trying to be christ-like in every in every way i didn't i didn't see that in you you know i didn't see the machismo or anything i really saw you as someone who lived for god 24 7 Mm. And it's the way I like I've said in the past, the way you loved me made me want to be better and to love you the same way. Because I believe if you don't love yourself and love God, you're, you can't love someone else. You can't allow them to love you. It's it's strange. But if you don't love yourself, how can anyone love you? Mm -hmm. But if you love God and you're truly you've given your heart and your life to him, he helps you and shows you how to love and to allow yourself to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, 
again, that's the whole process of, or the journey of becoming mm -hmm. one flesh. You, you're never going to really arrive, mm -hmm. but you're going to be better today than you were yesterday. That's the goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow you should be striving to be better mm -hmm. than you were today. And it, because in marriage, that, that's really what's going to uh, keep the marriage flourishing and, and moving forward. If Again, if you have your own agenda and if you're always thinking about yourself and, you know, what should be done for you and, you know, always, you know, catering to you, you know, then the marriage is, is a one-way street. And you're going to mess up. Mm -hmm. But don't be afraid to apologize, you know. Hey, I messed up today. I'm sorry, you know, and you may mess up again in the same area the next day, but, you know, just get back up. Don't be afraid to apologize. Yeah. It's all part of the journey. You know, you, again, it, it's not like you can schedule it on your calendar and say on this date, uh, we're going to be one flesh and I'm never going to, you know, mess up again. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's not a it's not a, something that you can schedule. Right. It's going to be every day work. Mm -hmm. Love is not a feeling. I know we feel mm -hmm. in love, but it's really not a feeling. It is an action verb. Mm -hmm. Yes, a it, commitment. It, yes, it, it's work. Mm -hmm. uh, love, another word for love is work. Right. You really have to work at it. You know, if you don't feel in love today, work yourself into it. Yeah, you know, it, and unfortunately, a lot of people get married for a feeling and mm -hmm. get divorced because of the same feeling. Right, and it's natural. You know, mm -hmm. you're gonna when you're first dating, you're gonna feel in love, and that mm -hmm. passion is gonna be there. Mm -hmm. But after you know waking up, you know, to the same person, you know, after a year, two years, whatever, mm -hmm. and then kids come, and then bills pile up, and tragedy happens, and accidents take place, mm -hmm. and life just kind of hits you in the face mm -hmm. then you're going to look at each other and say well where's that feeling again right and it, it's it's natural it's you're not going to feel it at times well, it takes work from both people that's not why just it's one. work yeah, yeah. Not, it can't just be one person always trying and working at it it has to be both right and that's what love is and that's how you complete each other mm -hmm. that's how you become one Mm -hmm. and that's how you become together right the we the us it, the team it, yeah it has to involve work mm -hmm. good you, work yeah you can't it's just pray it into existence bad. <laughs> i don't think work is bad no it's not i mean you know and then you can't just pray pray about it yeah you know you have to do about it <laughs> mm -hmm. be about it yeah you have to do it you know don't don't just think about it, mm -hmm. pray about it, or mm -hmm. hope about it. You have to do it. Mm -hmm. It's action, like mm -hmm. you said. It is an action word. And the more action you put into it, the closer you become, you know, as the years go by. And then you can become the one flesh. It becomes a well-oiled machine. Yeah. You become the one flesh that you were meant to be. Right. And, and again, not a destination. It's a journey. It should be a journey. A wonderful journey. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you think? I think you did. You can put the gun down now. <laughs> well, I hope it helps yeah. you guys out there. Yeah. Again, you know, this is our podcast uh, together. We're just trying to help you uh, 
become all that God wants you to be and uh, to have success in your marriage. If you have not subscribed, do go to our website, togetherjoined.com. You can subscribe there. You can listen on the different platform. Apple Podcast has us, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Podchaser, Breaker. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's a whole bunch a of lot. them. And they all accepted our podcast. And we are on all of those platforms. And more are coming. So make sure that you go to our website, subscribe, and also go and rate our podcast. I'll tell you this, by next week, I will have uh, a link for you guys to go and rate our podcast. But for now, rate it, rate it on, your, on whatever platform you use. If you're using Apple, please rate us there. Spotify or a- any, any of the platforms, rate our podcast. My wife and I would really appreciate it. And again, we'd like to hear from you. If you have any questions or suggestions, topic suggestions or anything like that, uh, send us an email at info at togetherjoined.com. That is info at togetherjoined.com. Share this podcast with your family, with your friends, with the in-laws, with the outlaws. Put it on your social media, on your radio shows, whatever you have out there that can help us uh, reach more people, we would greatly appreciate it. And once again, I want to thank you for listening today and for being a subscriber and a listener to Together with Dr. J and Ruby. Till next time. Till next time. I am Dr. J, your host. And with me is my wife and co-host. Wonderful wife and co-host. Yes. Ruby. <laughs> Okay, we will talk to you again next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.